Have you ever had one of those near-life experiences? The times when you felt really, truly, fully alive, uh, whether it was at a sporting event, uh, spending time with those you love, uh, maybe doing something daring or exciting. Have you had one of those in a while? Are you able to consistently live at that level? Is that even a possibility? Today, we're going to dig into one of the seminal theories behind Made to Thrive, which is called Next Level Living, or Maslow's Ascent. And we're going to get into the introduction, introduce you to a few key concepts that are going to help you to see your life differently, and then hopefully live your life differently as well. Welcome to Made to Thrive. Are you tired of just going through the motions? Do you know that there's more to life, but you aren't sure how to become all God made you to be? Are you looking for a community of people who aren't perfect either, but who want to be fully alive? This is Made to Thrive. Each week we encourage, equip, and empower you on your journey as we interview experts and share resources to help you every step of the way. Let's thrive together. Welcome everyone to Made to Thrive. My name is Sam and uh, excited to be walking you through this Friday episode. We call it the Coach's Corner. Uh, Made to Thrive is designed to encourage, equip, and empower people. And our Monday episodes are usually interviews designed to encourage and equip you, give you some of those uh, tools to achieve what you need to achieve, but also to encourage you, give you that idea that if somebody else can do it, so can you. On Fridays, we try to go equipping and into empowerment. So we're going to really kind of dig into some mindset here. Uh, And the idea is with empowering is that when we make paradigm shift changes in our lives, we see things differently. We start to live differently as well. So today begins a series called Maslow's Ascent. And I'm going to tell you kind of why it's called that, what we're trying to accomplish here. Today is going to be uh, kind of a deep dive, kind of really thick content material. We will be doing a, a whole course on this, including uh, video instruction, visuals, and all that. That's coming down the road, so just be aware of that as well. But I want to introduce you to some topics that have been on my mind for a really long time and some paradigms that I want to explain because I think they really explain how we live. And so I'm going to be reading to you some from uh, the beginnings of the book, Maslow's Ascent, uh, which is going to uh, be coming out here sometime soon. <laughs> I'm not being coy. I just don't know. Uh, and I'm also just going to be explaining that these these paradigms that keep us stuck. And so you might hear about people living, you know, thriving in all the areas of their lives. I talked about it in the intro, you know, have you had one of those near life experiences, right? Which is what I call, you know, that that unfettered, fully living. But then you realize when you look around that that's not the case for a lot of people, uh, for most people even. And if you know the book, uh, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by uh, hospice nurse Bronnie Ware, she shares numerous stories of men and women who, when faced with death, realized for the first time that they hadn't been living and they'd just been surviving. And when surviving was taken away from them, what was left? And I don't know how this is for you. If you've had these moments, sometimes I, I get really, really struck with my mortality and I'm troubled by not just what I have yet to accomplish, but what I'm doing today in my day-to-day life. And so if you're someone who thinks, you know, is this all there is? You know, if you're driving home from work, if you're laying in bed, you know, after the lights are cut off and you're just laying there for a minute, 
uh, you know, in those quiet times, if you've ever asked yourself, am I really living all that there is to this life? I think you're going to love this series. As I said, there's, it's, there's a lot here. It's really dense. Uh, I've thought about this for probably four or five years and just poured a lot into it. So I'm, I'm hopeful that this resonates with you. Um, even if you don't, maybe listen to this a couple of times and kind of unpack it. We're going to be talking a couple of paradigms today that I think are going to help explain why most people never live the lives they wish they could or even realize that they wished it, right? I mean, so, so often it's people who, who die unexpectedly or maybe get to a point of reflection. They look back and think, man, I didn't even know that I had these these desires, these deeper urges. And so we've seen anthropologists, sociologists, psychologists examining the patterns of human life either in, in large groups or one by one and to try to learn what it means to live. And then we have on the other side of the balance, mystics, philosophers, faith, faith teachers offering various answers about our place on the earth and in the universe and in eternity. And in the past century, I found three different men's work who, when put together and intertwined, have really, for me, pulled back the curtain on this whole human condition. And so that's what I'm going to start. I'm going to introduce you to these guys, three guys today. And then in subsequent weeks, we're going to unpack how we do this next level living, how we get from where we are to where we want to be. If you're someone who really wants to have more of these near life experiences, if you're somebody who wants to feel more as St. Irina said, uh, the glory of God is man fully alive. If you want to feel more fully alive, then then I think this is going to be really important for you. So we're going to talk about three guys. One is Abraham Maslow, one is Albert Camus, and the third one is Stephen Pressfield. And they're going to teach us about the rules of the game that we're playing. And I find that so often is uh, coaching my my kids in sports that when you don't know the rules, you're going to get beat most of the time. As you play the game more, learn the rules, sometimes by like the laws of physics or the rules of physics, by breaking them, you find out, oh, gravity exists. That hurts. <laughs> you know, you're moving into this part. As you learn the rules and you learn these paradigms that I'm going to share with you, then you'll be able to, to start living life differently. So the first one we're going to talk about is Abraham Maslow. More than 70 years ago, he organized a way for people to, 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 to observe how people experience life. And he proposed a hierarchy of needs. Okay, hierarchy is just a pecking order. And if you've ever seen this before, if you're picturing this in your head, uh, then it, you're going to be looking at a triangle with five different levels. And he, and a hierarchy means you've got to do the first one before you can do the second one. And then it's, it's an ascending order of requirements for each of our lives. And his claim was that if our most basic needs aren't met, those ones down at the bottom, we can't ascend to the higher level of existence, right? We can't, unless we check that first box, the bottom foundational stuff, we can't get to the higher stuff. Problem with this is the higher stuff is where self-actualization lives, which is those, I'm really fully, truly alive. I'm, I'm really fully, truly myself, who I'm really becoming. So he talks about, just to, really quickly in order, physiological needs and then survival and safety. Once you have those checked off, then you move up the latter two relationships, uh, which is like belonging and then self-esteem. And then at the very top is your self-actualizing. You're becoming 
your the actuality of who you are. And what's the problem here, and this is a paradigm that a lot of people operate under, the problem is that while Maslow intended this to be descriptive, meaning, hey, here's what I observe, I think inherently our human condition almost uses this as prescriptive, as something that's uh, put on to us that we have to do then. So his hierarchy of needs, it's become almost subconsciously a checklist for how we're to live. And so think about this. When you're examining your life, you're examining a big decision you're making, whatever it is, the boxes you check in your even subconscious mind are ones that are, hey, does this pay the bills? Is this responsible? Is this something that's going to make other people mad, right? Uh, These are all kind of checklists from lowest to highest levels of existence. And we have this paradigm. And so these needs actually become demands. They control our daily actions because we're mostly because we're not aware of them. And then in that way, we respond to life rather than create life because of this paradigm we're operating under. And the problem with Maslow's hierarchy and the challenge of the ascent, right? We want to ascend these different needs in our lives so that we can get to the top and live fully and truly our own lives. It's not in the needs themselves because everyone needs to survive and to love and to be fully alive. But the problem comes with our next contributor, Albert Camus, and the myth of Sisyphus. Okay, so I told you this is a lot. Of, okay, you might need to listen to this a couple of times. We made it to talk one-on-one. <laughs> uh, but Maslow's hierarchy in and of itself is not a bad thing. Okay, but when you enter in this second construct, which is called the myth of Sisyphus, then you'll understand why Maslow's hierarchy is so tough. So the myth of Sisyphus tells the story of a king who angered the gods and was forever cursed with a task of pushing a heavy boulder up a mountain, only to have the rock roll back down the hill before it got to the peak. So if you're looking for an updated fable, think of Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, right? You watch that movie and you're thinking, oh, this is a funny movie. And you watch it a second time and you realize this is the scariest movie you've ever seen because this is most people's lives, right? It's really frustrating. Roll, Push this rock up the hill, come back down. Push this rock up the hill, come back down. Well, if you took that mountain out and instead you put in that big triangle of Maslow's hierarchy where every day you start at the bottom with your physiological needs, your survival, your safety, security, and every day to live your true self, you have to climb that mountain, pushing that boulder. That's where it gets scary. And that's where you realize what we're up against here. So Camus gives us this insight. The myth of Sisyphus has existed for centuries. Camus in the 40s, who's a philosopher, he writes about this dynamic. He says, and I quote, you have already grasped that Sisyphus is an absurd hero. He is as much through his passions as through his torture. His scorn of the gods, his hatred of death, and his passion for life won him that unspeakable penalty in which the whole being is exerted toward accomplishing nothing. This is the prize that must be paid for the passions of this earth. If this myth is tragic, it's because its hero is conscious, aware, right? Where would his torture be, indeed, if at every step the hope of succeeding upheld him? The workman of today works every day in his life at the same tasks, and his fate is no less absurd. But it is tragic only at the rare moments when it becomes conscious. So long as he accepts that there's nothing more to life than this absurd struggle, 
then he can find happiness in it. I don't know about you, but that scares me because that describes so many people's lives and including mine for large sections of it for years. Working every day in your life at the same task and it only becomes tragic when you become aware, right? And so we live in Maslow's hierarchy. We're trying to ascend. We're trying to get to a higher level of existence, a higher level of living, but we don't realize we're pushing a rock up the hill. So the hierarchy that has survival as its foundation will always have survival as its least common denominator or the barest essence of what it means to live or to be human will always be pulled down to the foundation. So why? But why is that? Why, why are we doing this? And this is where we enter our third person here, the, the, the third person that helps explain this, what we're up against, really, if you're trying to live at a higher level of existence. And it's Stephen Pressfield from his book, The War of Art. And it's around this idea of resistance, or what you could say here is gravity. So what Maslow didn't realize and what Camus didn't name is that we face it is what we face at each level, which is resistance. And, and Pressfield says, maybe it's the devil, maybe it's inertia, whatever it is. It's a force that he identifies as an opposition to higher levels of experience, to those, ex- those experiences that will bring us closer to achievement, to fulfillment, to purpose. And those, that opposition presents roadblocks that challenge each person's ascent from the most basic biological existence. Most people organize their lives in this way, pleasing the carnal man first, then the soul, and then lastly, the spirit. And at the edge of each level of existence, they have to fight a battle in order to get to a higher one, to one that's more meaningful to themselves and to others. So you see with these three guys, these the, the three very separate writings that are going on here with Maslow, Camus, and Pressfield, you see how the human condition takes shape and how much we are up against until you start figuring out how to move up one level at a time. So in future episodes on Fridays, we're going to dig into how you do this. How do you do one level at a time? How do you move up? How can we better understand what's against us? Because if you don't know you're in a battle, you are losing that battle, right? So this is a, this is a a call, which for some of you, you might be like, Hey, life's fine. Stop bothering me, (laughs) which is great. But for some people, you're like, you are reading my mail. Like this is how this is This is my life is I am at the same level I've always been, whatever that means in one of the seven core areas of thriving. And I need a change. I need to know more about what I'm up against. I need to know more about how we can take the next step wherever you are. And that's what we're going to do in the next few weeks. That's what we do with made to thrive with, with our coaching. Um, And just, I, I hope that if you have a moment to listen to this again, to really understand Maslow's hierarchy uh, the myth of Sisyphus, and then the resistance that Pressfield talks about in the War of Art. Um, I think you'll you won't be happy, but you'll be more equipped. And then when you dig into this with your with your mindset, what we're going to do in the next few weeks with to empower you to take make take and make these changes. I think you're going to then be able to move forward in whatever you need to move forward in. So uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, if you're part of the made to thrive podcast, uh, Facebook group, uh, I'll welcome some comments there. Um, if you haven't joined yet, it just made to thrive.coach slash Facebook, and you can join there. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on this. We can really dig into this. There's a ton of meat here, uh, as you, <laughs> as you're aware. So I hope it didn't overwhelm you. My goal is to empower you to set you free. And I think this is a great 
place to start. So uh, Maslow's Ascent begins at base camp. It begins here. Um, and I'm looking forward to taking this journey with you. I will talk to you on Monday when we get back to the encouraging and equipping part in an interview. And until then, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Made to Thrive. Check out madetothrive.coach for resources and coaching to help you thrive in every area of your life. And get your free assessment at amithriving.com. Talk to you soon.